Welcome back to another episode of the 704 Forecast. It's your host, Matt Wood, and it's just Wesley Harrison with me this week. Corey, by the time he's listening to this, will be headed to University of Georgia tomorrow morning. Man's going down for a coaching clinic, so be down in SEC country for the weekend. Wes, got a little bit to talk about today. We saw it on full display today at C.J. Stroud's Pro Day. The full Panthers brass went there. I believe it was 12 members ended up seeing C.J. A lot of clips came out. Uh, a lot different than the past few years of staring at Kenny Pickett's hands and looking at Marty Herney stare at Justin Herbert. Uh, it just, just felt a little bit different today. looked like it was a little bit more put together. We'll talk about that later on in the show. How are you, man? Doing pretty good. Been feeling a little sick this week. Got uh, got COVID running through the house. So um, good to take a break from from that and just uh, talk some Panthers football. Yeah, God, you can finally get that out of your house, uh, especially in time for the Masters. But would be some nice time off from work. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's been an interesting, interesting time in Panthers world. And I've got some thoughts on the whole, um, parade and the thing, some of the things that were said, uh, and picked up by some cameras around that pro day today. I've got some thoughts there. So, uh, we'll, we'll hold that till the pro day talk. Um, but yeah, there's some, some other Panthers news that we can, uh, I think touch on first. Yeah. I mean, we'll get right into it. Signed Adam Thielen. Former Minnesota Viking ends up coming to Carolina. You know, he is 32 years old, uh, three-year deal. We'll get into the numbers here in a second. But, you know, what are your initial thoughts on the signing? I, I think it's a good one. I think in a receiver room that lacks a true veteran, a true number one, it's a good signing. He is not a true number one. I'm not sure we end up with one unless we make a um, a pretty sizable um, – move upcoming but it it's someone with experience and has been a number one in the past he's a great route runner um and do, someone who doesn't really rely on speed to to win uh possessions and so I, I i think it age won't be as much of a factor for him he's a great route runner he's good in the red zone which is something that that was kind of a critic i had uh a critique i had of um DJ Moore. So I, I really like it. And the money is about what I expected. Um, and I think it, it, it gives you a picture of two of the guys who are going to be on the field a bunch, I think, and that's the one and, and TMJ. And so we'll see how they complement that. I think that there's still one more veteran move to be made. And then I think there's uh, one rookie that will be drafted, whether they do that at, 39 or they do that um, later with with a more of a um, lottery ticket type guy but three years 25 million is what the numbers turned out to be and uh, 14 million of that is guaranteed so most likely this will shake out to be a, a two-year deal um, but I heard Adam Thielen on uh, Pat McAfee's show I was listening to his interview from uh, late last week or I believe it might have been Monday uh, where he said that they really wanted him in the building for three years and he feels like this is a organization that can actually win a Super Bowl and contend and that's why he came here and he also mentioned I thought it was interesting that uh, he wouldn't have visited if it wasn't for Frank Reich so that that coaching hire is already paying off and that staff in the building's already paying off to get these guys in here that otherwise may have not looked at, at Carolina as a potential option uh, for the future but 
to touch on one quick thing about the contract, if you look at the numbers on this, the base salary for this year is just 1.1. And then next year it's 5.5. So Samir has done a great job this off season at uh, structuring these contracts to where it can give us the maximum cap space and, and make those free agency moves as we continue to build through free agency uh, and, and the draft in this pivotal off season. Yeah, I, I think that's an important piece to note. And and Samir is someone who I'm not sure we're going to have in the organization for much longer. I think he's going to end up getting a GM opportunity elsewhere just because of what he's been able to do as as a cap specialist. And, and I think he's learning from one of the better GMs in football. And I think now that we're seeing him operate in this new regime, we're seeing just how good he is. Um, and, and so I think that's that's a, a piece of the organization that people kind of take for granted. And uh, I think they're going to understand just how good of an asset he is once once he does um, depart. I think Samir will end up being a GM one day or, or at least in that capacity, like assistant GM. Uh, regardless, you know, I think he's got a, a bright future ahead and we're happy to have him here and lucky to have him here. And you can see just how important uh, someone uh of his stature is in, in this situation when it comes to negotiations, um, which we saw how pivotal he was in those, like the Dan Arnold one that was put out on YouTube when the Panthers did the offseason series um, uh, two years ago. So him and Scott done a great job this offseason so far, especially structuring these deals to make sure that um, it allows for the maximum cap space. But switching over to Thielen as a player, right now, 32 years old, not going to really get that separation to be able to play on the outside. I see him as somebody who is a perfect fit for the slot, um, especially with uh, Hayden Hurst signing, being able to play along the on the line. Uh, Terrace is better on the outside. Um, he's somebody who they tried to force into the slots at times last year, and it just not really a great fit. It's just not who he is uh, as a player. So I would think that Thielen would probably get the first shot in the slot, and then you're going to look to sign somebody to fill that other outside role opposite of Terrace. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a, a, an accurate statement, and I think that that the person outside Terrace is, is you're, you're going to uh, – opposite of Terrace outside, you're going to want to have that – the speed, because while Terrace is a, a, a an athletic freak, he's not exactly your over-the-top type of take top off the defensive guy. Um so think somebody like uh, Tyler Scott, Rasheed Rice, Josh Downs, maybe in in the draft. Those those are three names that that stand out. Jalen Hyatt, possibly, even though his forty wasn't great. So those are four names to watch if we address that in the draft. And um, I think there's some some a couple of free agents that that could fill the receiver room. I'm, I'm not sure the 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 free agency pool would really. Um, be the number one type of guys it would it would fill us out with more of a two three another another two three type of guy with alongside um um Terrace and 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 Dylan but what are your thoughts there yeah I, I would like to see them obviously add to the room uh we think that that second round pick has been targeted for a wide receiver for the last couple months especially after the the trade and you look at some of these moves and the DJ Moore trade being involved in that number one pick uh, they, they left themselves a lot of options, right? So they could go for, you know, a DeAndre Hopkins trade and part with, you know, potentially a third round pick, um, try to go for a, a Cortland Sutton. Um, there's been a little bit of smoke there. don't know, you know, 
if that's a player that they're actually pursuing, Ben Albright, uh, who covers the Broncos, he said that that's that they could get him for a fourth round pick, and that um, I don't know if they've checked on him. I didn't see that, so I, I haven't seen us linked other than people saying it's a good fit. And I mean, there people are going to link us to any receiver since the DJ trade because we needed a receiver before the DJ trade. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen any actual substantiated talk rumors. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I would have liked to have gotten involved in the trade that the Browns did today for Elijah Moore. I mean, that's just a guy I think that was just not used and was in the doghouse in New York and just needed a change of scenery. I would have loved to have him here. Yeah, I'm not sure I would have wanted to give up the second, the 39, yeah. um, that they uh, basically they gave second to get to move back to like the 60s, I think was the – a 21 pick slide or whatever, somewhere along there is what it would have been um, to do that. I'm not sure that he's worth, he would have, he's worth that maybe, but um, I really would have liked to be in on the Brandon cooks trade to Dallas, but um, a fifth and a sixth is what that was. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, I, I would have really liked to be in on that. Um, I think if I were to rank kind of the, what I would like to do remaining, it's, it's obviously nuke one, um, Sutton too. I don't want any part of Jerry Judy for 39 um, because at 39, they're still going to ask for more because they want a first and more. So no, thanks. He's, he's good, but he hasn't done anything to prove that he's worth that. Um, and I really can't think of any other names on the trade block out there that, that have actually had any traction on, on probably getting moved. Yeah, it's kind of like we talked about a couple weeks ago where you just don't see those big-name receivers become available in the trade market. Or if they do, they're, they're kind of out of nowhere, like the, the A.J. Brown trade on draft night last year. And I, I'd say that you know DJ's kind of been that guy this year. Yeah, so I think there's three names that I'm okay with them filling the spot with before the draft. And that's the two mentioned in trade. And then the one we've mentioned in free agency the whole time. And that's DJ Chark. Um, and so the, that's really the only names that intrigue me left out there veteran wise. And then from there, it's the names that I mentioned in the draft, unless someone even better than that falls like a, a, a Zay or a, um, um, hell if JSN falls, what she's uh, not going to Please, happen. please. I, I, that that's not going to happen. He's gone before 15. If the, or if the orgs are doing their doing what they should be doing. Um, but I mean, if somebody like, like that falls and then sure at 39, but I think you're looking more of um, downs um, or Jalen Hyatt at 39 or at 93, someone like a Rishi Rice, Tower Scott um, or an AT Perry. Yeah. You're, probably looking at downs being the best available there in a second. I think most mocks that I've kind of looked at and kind of have, have browsed pretty much had some combination of JSN, uh, Addison and uh, Johnston out of TCU going in the first round. So and flowers. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Flowers there on the back end too. Um, I don't know if, if you look at the reporting and like Albert Breer put out today that any Hopkins trade, you can go ahead and cross out any team that's going to have a rookie quarterback. And yeah, I get that. There's a little bit more of connections there. Like we hired away um, Sean Jefferson 
who was Arizona's wide receiver coach. We also just hired an offensive assistant that was on Arizona staff. Not saying that that's going to, you know, two and two equals four here, but I think that maybe we're the exception, right? So if you like, if you draft like a CJ Stroud or a, or a Bryce, um, it's not exactly like your typical rookie quarterback that needs time to develop. So I guess the situation would be a little bit different. Plus he, you know, went to school and at Clemson. So there's a little bit of a connection to maybe there would be cousin, a cousin on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just, and I mean, the roster is better than most. It would be drafting a rookie quarterback that, that would be in a position for first pick overall. And, and you've got a brand new staff, uh, a staff that's respected around the league. So it just, I wouldn't be so quick to rule them out because a lot of smart connected people have mentioned our name around him quite a bit in the last week or two. Yeah. Yeah. Never, never discount Scott. Never count out uh, Scott. In on, in on every deal, baby. That's what he said. Speaking of, did you happen to see who commented on Adam Thielen's Instagram today? Um, I'm assuming DJ Chark. Yes, he did. Yeah. And I thought that that was interesting because in that same interview that uh, Thielen had with Pat McAfee, he said that uh, he would send some messages on Instagram. He's kind of using that as his recruiting tool. And if you look at Mike Cave, who writes for the Charlotte Observer, said that uh, DJ Chark and the Panthers, that, that that money matters. That's why he hasn't been signed yet. That's about, that's why he hasn't. Um, that's why he left the building without a deal. So that tells me that Thielen's definitely talked to him. Uh, and there's a report of the weekend that we were still trying to sign both players. So I think that he's one of the guys that he's reached out to. I think that they might speak. Uh, and I also, also think that negotiations are still ongoing. Yeah, and I, I Chark's, think it's probably most Chark's, likely. Chark's recent follow, people were all over this on, and Panthers Twitter is just quite the oh, place, yeah. man. It's, people were all over this. Like the most recent follow for both of them was each other. And then Chark followed a bunch of other current Panthers too. Um, so it sounds, it seems like he wants to be in the building, I think. I mean, I've mentioned earlier, he's one of the three veterans that, that intrigue me. Um, I, I still think if, even if you add Chark to this room with Chark, I mean, I think if you do add Chark, you can count out um, DeAndre at that point. Yeah. But uh, Chark, Thielen, Terrace, um, I still want to add a speedy uh, rookie, whatever the fastest guy, the fastest <laughs> receiver who's available at, at, at 39, give them to me. So probably, hopefully it's Downs at that point. I think Downs fits really well with that group. Um, honestly, even if like Flowers were to fall at to 39 in that group, I think Downs is a better fit because Flowers is more of a, is more of a DJ type of receiver than he is a, a over the top type of guy. I agree. Um, you know, and say like even take Jalen Hyatt, for example, like his speed, even if he turned out to be like a Ted Ginn, I'm just throwing that out there, somebody that we all know. I mean, I wouldn't be necessarily the worst thing if you got, you know, those three guys on the roster and ahead of him. I mean, not not ideal by any means. Yeah, Ted um, Ginn was the best receiver we gave Cam Newton for half of his career. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most productive years. He was a number one here. Yeah. So if you're telling me, hey, I can get a, a one, I'm putting quotations around that. Um, but yeah, I I think that uh, if you're picking in the first round, sure, it's probably not the best draft to have. You know, you look ahead to Marvin Harrison Jr. next year uh, and that receiving core and compared to this year. Yeah, it's not, it's not the same. But I think for overall depth, uh, you're getting a quality wide receiver there in round two if you need a, a, a two or a three. Um, and with the makeup of this, Team, you know, if they do acquire, say, a DeAndre Hopkins or they do sign a DJ Chark, um, 
I think that's okay for the current makeup. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and with the money we have left too, it's with, with after Shaq's deal, it was after Shaq's deal and taking into account rookies, it was what about 15 million left to spend. Yeah. Uh, before having to cut into the money reserved for draft picks. Yeah. So with about 15 million left, there's still receiver. There's still a second edge needed. You can address both of those in the draft if you really wanted to at this point, but you, you've got to start being smart with your money because you've got to fill a full 52 man roster, 53 man roster. Um, and, and, and so those are your two biggest pays probably left outside of your, your rookie slots. So you, 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 you think 3 million for Chark, then a f- three or 4 million for Chark, a few million for um, a veteran edge and just depth pieces after that. Uh, I think Henry Anderson was, what was his official number on that one year deal that they brought him back at? It wasn't anything over like one point. I think it was 1.5. Yeah. So all the rest of the depth pieces that they're going to keep bringing in, like Henry Anderson, those type of names, they're going to be for that same type of money, veteran minimum type of, um, 800, 900, 1.2, 1.4, 1.5, that, that kind of stuff. So you really got two big pieces left to fill. So I, I, I don't particularly know or think we've been linked to any edges left on the market. So that, that might be somewhere to look if we do address receiver and free agency, maybe 39 becomes an edge. It's a pretty deep edge class. Um, and there are some names there, um, Andre Carter and, and, and some others in, in the class that are pretty good. But maybe hopefully 39 is a receiver and then we address edge at 93. That's my guess. Yeah, and it's, it's worth mentioning that Scott does like to keep a few extra million just for in-season moves, whether that's I think last year that might have been like on the higher side of 10 to 12 uh, with as much as we theoretically rolled over. But I think somewhere around seven or eight, that's probably – a safe number with where we are uh, and with potentially adding a pass or another defensive player, you know, Leonard Floyd's a, probably a name to kind of keep in mind, you know, has experience um, with the guys on staff uh, is a position of need. Don't really think he's going to cost a ton. So I, I think that that might be where my preference is right now with what's out there. And I, I think for in season money, I think you're probably going to see him get a little closer to that cap than you would think. Um, because I do think of Brian Burns extensions is coming mm-hmm. that will free up some money in season this year. Um, and my thoughts on Burns are well-documented and, and, and this might be the the perfect little foray into that, but he's here to stay. They had the opportunity to, mm-hmm. to trade him now twice um, and did not. So they're, they're going to pay them, pay him for better or worse. Um and so I, I, I expect that extension to happen and it to ease the cap a little bit this year for him. Yeah, and, and Shaq's restructure, I should say restructure, but his uh, new deal basically helped. I mean, he helped that out. I mean, it's two years, $12 million, eight and a half of that's guaranteed. So it cleaned up some room, has some void years pretty much. They just bought out those last few years and reworked the contract. Shaq's staying here. Um, he wanted to stay here. He did what was necessary to stay here. Um, so very appreciative of that. Uh, and he's doing what it takes to win. So I know we've kind of given him a little bit of flack over the last year uh, with injuries, pay, you know, all of that. So it's just nice to see them help out the team a little bit, and, you know, hopefully we can add some more weapons. Yep. On his current deal, I have no problems with the level of production. 
Absolutely not. Very team friendly. Um, I, I think it's in line with with what we need. And you know, he's not a guy who's going to make you know twenty two, twenty three million dollars a year. Yep, and that's what he was in line to make this year. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, switching gears a little bit. C.J. Stroud, Columbus, Ohio today. Did you yeah. happen to see any Panthers guys there? Um, yeah. So this is, and this is something I, I, I kind of, I hinted at on Twitter too, and 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 talking to some people is, I, I mean, what do you expect from a guy like Dave Tepper? Um, this is him mm-hmm. putting his dick on the table and saying the draft runs through me, and and he's gonna do it. And he did it for this one. He's gonna do it tomorrow in Alabama. He's gonna do it for Kentucky he's going to do it for Florida and he's going to say you want one of these guys you really want one of these guys well I'm going to take the best one so it flows through me um and it, it's it's him putting on a spectacle um it's him flaunting it, that's just the type of guy he is he is tired of the mediocrity and he's ready to go get his guy and go win and that that's that's exactly he's just showboating the that, that they have the number one pick now yeah he, he's he heard all the shit that everybody talked about him he's his name's been drugged through the mud with the matt rule thing we've been saying it for since the frank reich hire and then how the staff was coming together if you didn't think dave tever was going for that number one pick then you were not paying attention at all and i think that was even said uh in some articles maybe joe person or i forgot necessarily which article it was from but said that he was influential it's scott it was scott's um press conference last week that's what it was he said he was influential and just kind of helping him through the, the through the process uh and just kind of give him the pros and the cons of it but you can tell he's just kind of a driving factor not now not in the the matt rule style of hey uh go get this go get this go get this but just kind of helping him think through it uh weighing the, uh, the pros and the cons but to see him front and center uh today and seeing all those guys you know he's he's enjoying every bit of this you know, he's got the attention of the NFL for the next 38 days, I believe it is, before the NFL draft, and he's going to soak up every single second of it. And, you know, and why shouldn't he? You know, he, he's, he's put his money where his mouth is. You know, if it doesn't work out this time, then, I, I mean, shit, I don't know what else he can do um, because he's making the investment. That's for damn sure. Yeah, and, I mean, that that show, it's like Vegas didn't expect isn't expecting him to do it again for the next three quarterbacks, but that show swung the odds. So originally Stroud's odds were up in the like minus 300 range. Then over the last week or so, it's gone down to about minus 150 and Bryce had gone up to about plus 150. So um, the, the odds had shifted pretty greatly because of Schefter, because of some of the the leaks out there saying that this person wanted this person in the org wanted young or this person in the org wanted young. And there was just a lot of smoke screens out there. And then today it shifted back to minus 350 CJ Shroud, number one overall um, within hours of the, the pro day and the spectacle and that video that everyone's talking about um, that did not say what everyone's thinking it said. And I watched it. 50 times and I promise you it didn't say what you think it said. Um, and a lot of people in the replies are also saying that, but people are just ignoring that and acting like, no, it said what I think it, they, he say what I think he said. No, he didn't actually um, I get those clicks. Yeah. Um, but it, McCown said, when you come to Charlotte implying his pro day um, is what he said. Not when you move to Charlotte or when you live in Charlotte, those are the other two variations that I've seen of that. Um, 
that, that are making their rounds. But yeah, I, I, I don't even remember where I was going, where I was at with that. <laughs> I, that, that, that one just, that, that video just, and the, the, the thoughts on that one kind of ground, ground yeah, grind my gears. I believe you were talking about the betting odds and how that affected, how, how the show today affected Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was. And so back to that, um, the betting odds, it'll be interesting to see if they shift back at all to Bryce tomorrow because I, I they're not that stupid. They're not going to tip their hand. They're going to act the exact same way tomorrow. They're going to exact act the exact same way for the other two probably. As far, the, the whole crowd is going to go to all of it. So it'll be interesting to see how those betting odds shift and, and what happens there. But I do truly still think CJ is the guy. Um, it's just the fit, the McCown videos prior – um, and, and I'm sure there's people in the building that love Bryce, but I, I, I think ultimately CJ's the guy. Yeah, and, and how funny is this, is that this week all we've heard is Bryce Young this, Bryce Young that, Panthers like Bryce Young, my guy told me that it's Bryce Young, he hasn't been wrong in five or six years. Um, and just like a week and a half ago, three weeks ago, it was Panthers moved up and are zeroing in on CJ Stroud. Like all local guys, Joe Person, they moved up for CJ Stroud, this and that. And then we hear, well, well Carolina could consider trading back from one. Um, they, you know, they like several guys. And it's it's tough to make people believe that you're that they need to trade with you. Like I think that that's where it's all coming from right now. Like we realize like, hey, we have no leverage whatsoever in this situation. We have to get Houston or somebody Houston. I think is who it's aimed to because you're not going to move past three. I mean, two, we talked to uh, John Crumpler last week and he kind of said the same thing that, you know, he doesn't think that Houston's ultimately going to move up and, and neither do we, but from a team that has no leverage, I think you've got to put stuff out there and you got to, you know, feed the media some stuff to get that circulating and get people believing it and to actually create a market. We, we didn't have one um, before Schefter, I'd say before Schefter went on and uh, said his bit was that this weekend. Yeah, that was this weekend. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just my opinion. I could be completely wrong. I mean, maybe the, the organization does love Bryce Young, but I just there's no consistency. Um, if you look at like Joe Person, I think he's kind of been the guy. It's just like common sense stuff. Like it's Bryce or it's CJ. Like yeah, but it seems like he's still leaning towards it's going to be CJ. So and I would, then the, the TD stuff about AR too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know, and, and he's got ties to the organization. It's like, let me let me go out there, go on, go on the national media, and put this stuff out there to try to get a get somebody to bite on it. Yeah, and my, I, we've talked about it a little bit, and I and I've I've talked about how I don't think it's likely, but at this point, I'm tired of it. Just take the quarterback that you have the conviction on. Like I don't, I don't even, I don't even want to entertain trading back. I don't even want the extra pick from Houston. I don't want it. Like don't even mess with the option that Houston could jump in front of you and take the guy that you actually were going to take. Cause it's possible. It truly is possible. Cause once you lose that number one pick, you don't know, just stay up there, take the guy that you have the conviction. And even if it's not CJ, I hope it's CJ, but just take the guy. Yeah, yeah, that's all we want. I mean, like you said, just get just get it right. Get your guy and leave no doubt. That way you can don't have anything to, to blame it on. Um, so I, I get all the games that are going into it. Um, like I said, CJ, pro day to day, 30 of 32 NFL teams were represented. Um, there was over 112 people there um, from NFL organizations. The Panthers sent 12 of those. They're going to send 11 to Alabama tomorrow, uh, which actually they're – 
by the time you listen to this, they're actually there tonight, uh, Wednesday night. They're having dinner with him uh, like they did with CJ before his pro day. So that, that's the one thing about moving up to one. They have this opportunity. Now, I don't think these guys would have met with them and, and done all this if they stayed at nine. So they made the trade up. They get to go through the full experience. They get to spend time with these guys and have one-on-one uh, discussions with them that other teams probably aren't available to at this, at this moment in time. Dot, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fun couple of days. Um, Anthony Richardson's day is on Monday and then they'll go to uh, Kentucky and watch Will Levis uh, at his pro day. And they're going to throw, I think they're just going to just kind of soaking it, soaking it all in and they're just enjoying it. And they're trying to learn as much as they can. Now I think they have their own, their guy in mind. Um, we have the opinion that it's that it's CJ. Uh, I think, Corey kind of believes that too, even though, you know, he disagrees with who he has at one. Um, but I, 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 you nailed it. it. It's just go get your guy. But I think a lot of the smoke out there is just created from internally. That's, that's, I'm, I'm of that belief. I could be completely wrong, but I, I think that that's where it is. And I guess we'll find out whether there's a trade or whether they take Bryce Young, get one or surprise the world and swing for the fences with Anthony Richardson. Yeah, so I, I'm definitely interested to see tomorrow with the rest of the pro days what if if those odds that we were talking about do kind of keep shifting around and 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 what happens there. So that, that just was intriguing to me. And and you think Vegas would would understand that, right? Like you knew this was coming, and I guess they're trying to you know sucker people in to to place those bets, but still. Well, and and Vegas is is just shuffling around of funds. Some people, it's just shuffling around of funds to make sure they've got their asses covered on if if one side wins. And so that just tells me that things were coming in so hot and heavy, C.J. Stroud, after the public is just suckers, I guess, and just saw all that stuff today. And like, nah, C.J. Stroud is their guy, is their guy. And so Vegas had to shift it around, just moving money around so that, um, their ass is covered if that if that does happen to be the case because then once Bryce and others start shifting up then the, those odds become good for other people so it's it's not necessarily Vegas's fault it's the public it's the it's the money fault they just have to move so that the money evens out they, they, just, they just want their ten percent that's all Vegas cares about yeah just creating value in other in other areas yep <laughs> uh, the house never loses, man. No, you, you can't. You can't beat Vegas. Uh, but back to CJ. CJ, he had a, a great pro day. I think the numbers that I saw, he attempted fifty-one passes. Um, two of those were dropped, and there was like maybe four incompletions. I think so, I saw forty-four of fifty-one with two okay. incompletions. So, so our two drops. So that'd be forty-six. So five drop, five incompletions that weren't drops. It, it doesn't hurt that you're throwing to Jackson Smith and Jigba and Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, that <laughs> all, all incompletions were rolling to his left as well. I saw yeah. that. I yeah. saw that. Uh, it was funny. This is off topic, but I saw Brian Dabble and um, might have been Brandon Bean and a couple other guys watching Marvin Harrison run routes out there. And you just see their expressions afterwards. <laughs> yep. Somebody and, said and... Uh, <laughs> Brandon Bean's comments about I don't ever want to be high enough to, to, draft a player like jamar chase <laughs> yeah i saw that too i thought that was funny um any any takeaways today uh other than what we talked about in cj i mean what do you think of of the whole frank interaction and and seeing him and josh together i i think i'll have to see some of the other interactions i, I it did look to me like that's them looking at their guy um 
Um, I'm I'm hoping they didn't give too much away there, but but it is what it is. I, I'll be fine if it's CJ. Um, but as far as CJ and the throws and everything, I didn't need to see any more from him on that. I don't pay attention to really pro day throws, pro day running stats. I don't. I think at this point it's a dog and pony show and it's just the conversations that they had behind the scenes are more important than the actual throws and things made on the field. Those guys are, those guys care about the tape. They don't care about the shorts throws. Yeah. If you're coming into the pro day and you're undecided on a guy, um, you're not, you're not coming there to, to learn anything new. It's just to kind of, you know, reaffirm your beliefs already. Yeah. Uh, that's all. And I, it's scripted throws. Um, that's what they do. That's what they did. Uh, they lined up some stuff, uh, him throwing on the run, him scrambling, um, stuff that mimicked the Georgia game a little bit. I actually didn't know this. Uh, John Beck is his quarterback's coach, and, and John's worked with a, a lot of people, um, former BYU quarterback, uh, former NFL quarterback. So he's he's got some experience. It is, um, so I, I was actually surprised to see that. But uh, said that he's never seen a quarterback have a perfect pro day, but that CJ's was as close to one as possible. Now that's stuff that you obviously are going to get out of your your guys on staff and and you guys that you hire, you know. But just you know, it's still nice to hear, and you hope that that just reaffirmed everything that, that we think in the building. But regardless, you know, we're not in a in a horrible situation currently, <laughs> holding number one pick. Now, if this was if we were still in ninth and a trade hadn't happened and the day rolled around, then that asking price, you know probably is higher than what we gave up. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, and I think we were smart for doing the trade when we did. And and like the report talked about from the talking with, with Poles, um, that, that he kind of we he kind of said strong arm and said include one of these players or and I'll call it in right now. And and so I'm 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 glad we did it. I'm glad we did it when we did. Um because it probably would have gone up as soon as more picks could get involved on starting on the fifteenth. So um, but yeah, I don't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> we'll switch gears then. Uh, I'll give you a chance here. We got, we got a Twitter question from, uh, our guy, AJP said, curious what you guys think makes CJ Stroud different from other Ohio state quarterbacks that have come out. Okay. Wes, I'll let you take a shot at that. <laughs> um, I'll first say this is if you are judging a prospect by the uniform that they wear in college, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Um, but I'll also counter you with the, this question. Um, how are Alabama quarterbacks doing in the pros right right now? The, the last few um, Tua can't really judge on him yet. Hurts. They don't get hurts. I'm not giving them hurts. He's an Oklahoma quarterback. Um, and then you've got AJ McCarron playing in the USFL. Is that is that right? Mm-hmm. Um You've got um, no one else <laughs> of, of note. Um, so, yeah, the, I can say the same thing about Bryce Young. So did, the, the, let's stop worrying about where someone played in college. Um, go, go through uh, Florida and Kentucky while you're at it. Tim Couch, we, we know <laughs> how that went at Kentucky. Uh, yeah. Florida, have you had anybody since? Tebow. And that was? Because you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't get Cam Newton, Florida. You no, just don't. You don't. <laughs> so, point being, and 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 I mean, let's let's be honest. Of all those schools we just named, guess who has the most recent success story? Ohio State and Justin Fields. Yeah. Who's the best in the last ten years from those schools that the top four quarterbacks come from? Who's got the best one? 
The best pro quarterback. <laughs> the, be- the best pro quarterback of that group right now. Because you can't tell me Tua is better than, than Justin Fields right now. You can't. Tua, yeah, Tua is a concussion away from being out of the league. Right. So, yeah. he's got potential. He's Potential's a great, dangerous word. But all that aside, all that aside, watch film. Watch film on a guy. Watch their footwork. Watch the throws they make. Watch what they do in the pocket. Watch what they do under pressure. Hell, for this for this guy, I'll just give you one game. Go watch the Georgia game. Go watch George CJ Stroud against Georgia. His criticism all year, his two criticisms that people had all year from a full year of tape. They said he is a great quarterback except under pressure, and he doesn't use his legs enough. And what does he do against the best defense in the country, one that's going to have a bunch of draft picks, several day one, several day two? He goes out there, uses his legs, is great under pressure, and almost wills Ohio State to be that very, very good Georgia football team. So, Ironically enough, if Justin Fields never ends up at Ohio State, he stays a Georgia quarterback, um, things kind of sort out a little bit differently with Joe Burrow's time there, and he doesn't go to LSU. Yeah, Joe Burrow is 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 in this conversation of Ohio State quarterbacks too. <laughs> but I, I, again, if we don't, if we give Oklahoma Hurts, we're giving LSU Burrow. That's that's fine. But mm-hmm. um, at like the end my, of the day, the, the the whole just the whole Ohio, Ohio State quarterback narrative is so tired, and I'm I'm tired of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into it just briefly, and I'll touch on Ohio State quarterbacks in a second. But C.J. Stroud was the last invite to his Elite Eleven. Like he was the last guy that that got selected for it. Uh, and he went in there and won MVP. So, I, just, I mean, and there's a video out there, but you see just how hard he works and how much that meant to him. Um, he's a guy who doesn't take much for, for granted. Uh, his last two seasons in Ohio State is probably the best two seasons that they have have ever had as for a quarterback. Uh, before that, I mean, you could make an argument that Dwayne Haskins one year where he had 50 touchdowns and set a school record, um, you know, was, was a better, but – we look at some of the names that Ohio State's had in there recently. If you look at it, it's um, Stroud, Fields, Dwayne Haskins, J.T. Barrett, Cardell Jones, J.T. Barrett, Braxton Miller. He suffered a shoulder injury, and that's why he had to move to wide receiver. Uh, Joe uh, Bowserman, uh, Terrell Pryor, he never got it to finish his college career because of the whole uh, tattoo scandal. Uh, Todd Beckman, Troy Smith. Troy Smith uh, is probably the best name out of that list before you get to the last recent last few recent years. Um and since 2018, Ohio State's produced three NFL quarterbacks. So I, I don't think that you need to be focusing on Ohio State. You know, the school has nothing to do with it. The coaches and the schemes and all of that change every few years, um, you know, unless a guy's there 25, 30 years in a rare occurrence. But I, I don't let the school mindset bother you at all. I mean, that's not what you're focused on. I don't care if a guy went to Missouri or if he went to uh, Northwestern. It doesn't matter if he can play football. He can play football. Josh Josh Allen went to Wyoming, and he's doing pretty damn good. And you all, if you listen to this podcast long enough, we don't care if they went to a school up in Dakota that didn't play football for a year. <laughs> Absolutely. They didn't go to Chattanooga. <laughs> Cold um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had a random-ass guard out of Chattanooga as my guy to watch in the draft. Just it it does not matter to us, and it doesn't matter to the NFL scouts. Yeah, and if you want to touch on Ohio State quarterbacks, Dwayne Haskins went to a shitty situation, didn't get developed, 
had some character issues or some red flags that people were worried about and then ended up in Pittsburgh and unfortunately never got a chance to show what he was capable of with his um, unfortunate death. So I, I guess if you want to judge quarterbacks, Troy Smith was a, a backup quarterback in the NFL for years. Um, Justin Fields, we're going to see what he can do this year with an actual NFL receiver out there and not guys who are running four eights, uh, 40-yard dashes. So when he actually has an, an actual NFL offense on the field this year, then you can start to judge him and, and make comparisons here. But to say um, C.J. Stroud, I don't want him because he went to Ohio State, that's that's just silly. That's good. Could you imagine what that team would look like um, after the draft if they had kept 32 overall, which because and, and not traded it for Claypool? Yeah. Um, DJ, Moore, DJ Moore. You could draft a tight end. They could put another tight end with Cole Komet. They could take a, a running back to replace, um, you know, uh, David Montgomery, even though they signed Dante <laughs> Foreman. They, they would have had a lot of options they could have took Zay Flowers, Josh Downs. Oh like, yeah. You gave it up for Chase Claypool and Hey, maybe he's used better and maybe he has a, a bounce back year. Sure. But I'd rather have that draft pick, <laughs> you know, when, especially after seeing what Calvin Ridley went for. Oh, hundred percent. And that, I mean, that that's going to look like a terrible trade this year. Cause he's going to be so good in that offense. Yeah. The, the Jaguars are going to have a hell of a year. Just, just load up on them. Um, let's take a uh, quick break, um, and we'll be back with a little bit on the, the Bryce Pro Day tomorrow. With March Madness getting underway, what better time than now to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and get in on the action? Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and win $150 in bonus bets. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot in an even bigger payout. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. The boys rolled into Tuscaloosa tonight to take Bryce out to dinner. Think uh, Vegas is going to react and change the, the betting markets tomorrow? I got a feeling that we're going to see a lot of movement. And then it's just like last year, right? So everybody got hyped for each quarterback. Uh, each day, like I remember, went went from Kenny Pickett to Malik Willis, and then the Malik Willis crowd really got after it. And then uh, even so, with Matt Corral, so I expect more of the same tomorrow. Even if Bryce is doing nothing but throwing thirty balls, and people are going to read into every little thing out on the field. That's that's what I see coming. I think the betting market will correct a little bit there, um, and I think the the market will shift a little bit for Anthony Richardson when we go. I don't think anything's going to happen when we go to Kentucky. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, you th- I think I think the whole staff just going out there just to drink bourbon. Uh, I, I want I want somebody, and I'm I'm totally kidding by this. If you guys haven't seen this, I want somebody to walk up to Will Levis with a glass of milk and see what he does. Yeah, I told uh, <laughs> we went to Cherokee this weekend. And I had a conversation with a buddy about putting mayonnaise in. Uh, in coffee, which is what Will Levis apparently does, and I did not know that apparently that's a that's a keto thing. Uh, it's I guess it's to stay away from milk. Um, yeah, but I'm good on all of that. But yeah, there there is a because of the mayonnaise and coffee thing, there is a running joke that somehow made it viral on Twitter that Will Levis is deathly afraid of milk, and that's why he's falling on people's draft boards. So. Um, 
Yeah, it has nothing to do with his decision making. <laughs> it's it's his it's his fear of milk. That's what it is. He's lactose intolerant. But back to Bryce. Uh, I mean, Bryce is gonna do the same thing as CJ did in his pro day. He's gonna make the right throws. It's not it's not gonna change anyone's mind. I will be interested to see what he weighs in at um, because a lot of people said he didn't throw because he was over. He was bloated from uh, weighing too much because uh, he was not at his playing weight. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he's three to five pounds lighter tomorrow for the throwing. Um, he won't run. He won't really do much other than throw, if anything, other than get weighed in and height. Um if he even agrees to that, I'm not 100 sure. That's what I was gonna say. You think he actually does that? He, I mean, he, he's gonna. People will know if he doesn't. If he doesn't, he's under two. Do you think he runs the forty? I know CJ didn't today. I no, there's there's no chance he runs the forty. He's got nothing to gain from running the forty. He honestly has nothing to gain from except for all the rumors of the 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 fact that he's probably under 200 um what was it 204 he weighed in uh, in it and there was reports of him playing last year at like 165 in some games yeah it's it, i i think he could probably play i, I think he probably is going to play 185 190 honestly it, and that scares the shit out of me it yeah really i mean it, it should i mean and i try not to overthink it's like dude Everybody wants to make like Kyler Murray comparisons. Kyler's got some rockets up his ass. So it's a little bit different when he's running, you know, like a fourth four four uh versus Bryce, who probably runs something more along the lines of like a you know, a, a late four five, four six. And I know what Corey's argument is gonna be is is the way that he plays quarterback, he avoids hits, he uses the pocket, he is mobile enough to make the pocket move and and he makes every throw, he makes the right throw, he's the best decision maker, etc. I know I I'm prepared for the argument Corey and I are gonna have about this discussion. I'm very prepared. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the NFL and every single quarterback gets hit, and I'd like one that's a little bigger than that. I get it. Uh, and it's not like he didn't play against bigger guys at, at Alabama. You know, it's not like he did play against the same Georgia and light them up that um CJ did. You know, yeah. I think he ended up putting over 400 yards. No, I get it. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'll and, be. And, in and, Corey, and Corey made a great point, too. I saw on Twitter today. Uh, people talking about not being able to see over the line. Alabama's offensive line is just tall, if not taller, than the Panthers' offensive line. So, like, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I will not be upset that they take Bryce. I'll be a little disappointed because I think CJ is CJ's my guy. But I think Bryce can succeed in the NFL. I think his ceiling is a little lower. Um, but I think he is a good quarterback. I think that we're – let me see how I want to say this. I think that we're focusing on the height and size. And I say we, I mean like everybody. I think that's the only thing on film that you can really critique him for. And a lot of it, yeah, I mean like, okay, you can get me on arm strength a little bit. Um, and, and Billy makes some throws – but his overall composure is probably the best in the draft. Yep. Um, he has great pocket presence. Mm -hmm. uh, and he doesn't get rattled. And seeing him lead teams back, you know, those fourth quarter drives. I mean, the Texas one comes to mind and some others. Uh, the Auburn game. He is used to those moments. He's shown up in them. People want to make the Steph Curry comparison. 
just with how he moves and how he plays football. Uh, I've seen Johnny Manziel thrown out there too. You know, not a little, not as reckless. I just think that it goes back to our conversation with John. And I know we've gotten a little bit off topic and focused mainly just on Bryce here, but I, I think you don't move up to get somebody who you still have like these concerns about durability and they may not have them. You know, he's, he hasn't suffered a, a major injury in college. You know, he hasn't really missed a lot of time at all. Um, I just think that it's the most glaring knock on him, but yet he's still the projected number one pick right now by pretty much every platform. And I, I think that says a lot about his ability as a player. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this, his biggest knock isn't something you can change or teach where Stroud's is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I've just gotten so off track. So right when I started looking at film and watching games, I've watched a lot of Bryce just on live TV and they're always playing on CBS and CJ, same thing. I mean, Ohio state's always there at the, top four or five in the in the football playoffs. So they're always going to be on TV, so it's always easy to watch them. And I think that I was always of the thinking, like, we're never going to be in a position to get Bryce. Like, that's just not going to happen. I'm a Heisman Trophy winner, uh, quarterback at Alabama, national championship winner. We're just not – we're not going to get the guy. And also I always had it in my mind, like, he's the number one pick. It's, it's that guy, like, that's who the media tells you is. And when you watch CJ, and, yeah, I get he had a better cast – um, and Bryce did last year. I mean, Bryce played with some studs last year, and CJ just happened to get it the last two years. I mean, I just think I've talked myself into CJ so much that I'll be disappointed if it's anybody else. And that feels so weird because I like Anthony Richardson. I, I like Bryce. I think we've talked about this. Anthony Richardson has the highest ceiling in the draft, but I think I've just talked myself into CJ so much and being the guy and like me picturing it and everything he says, like he's already trying to win over in the interviews. Like I want to be a, a man of the community. I want to give back. I'm a man of God. Uh, I want to be a great teammate, this and that. And like, he says all the right things. He fits the mold. He, he fits what we want. It's a, he fits Frank's offense and Bryce does too. But I, I don't know. It just comes back to personal preference, man. And it, it's, it's hard to be indifferent on, on this topic. And I, I just, I, I, I know I'll Corey's back. punching his steering wheel. <laughs> right he's, now. He's, drive, he's driving to Georgia right now. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, just, like, just talking to himself. <laughs> he's, he's mad. He's not here to stick up for his boy, but for sure. I, yeah. And, and, but at the end of the day, I, I think Stroud's biggest knocks are his pressure and, his throws under pressure and i think you can teach that i really do you could just um, put on the georgia game yeah well and that that also he fixed it there um and i think bryce's biggest knock is the fact that he's really tiny um one of those you can fix and one of them you can't it's just plain and simple man and i'm laughing because i, I just is it because you can't? Can you picture Bryce Young being quarterback of the Panthers? I can't. I can picture the CJ. I can picture CJ Stroud being the quarterback of the Panthers, like very vividly. That that number seven that he's going to take right off of Shaq Thompson's back, like <laughs> like we took money, like we took money from him. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> man loses his coach and his jersey number in the same and, and his money. <laughs> he can make some oh, of that contract God. money back when CJ pays him for seven. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, shit. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, I I just can't, man. And I I'm not five ten. I'm like five nine and a, a little bit in between there. Five nine and a half, one eighty five. I'd get destroyed by an NFL player, man. And then Bry- Bryce has got me by a half an inch and five pounds of, at his playing weight. I think I'm just having my Baker Mayfield flashbacks. This is part of the PTSD that I have now over the last couple of years. And I'm just like, damn it, dude. Like I, I want, I want you. Like I, I like you as a, as a player, as a quarterback, you'd be the best quarterback we've had in several years. And then I just am seeing Baker Mayfield batted balls at the line. And I'm like, fuck. Well, and, and I mean, and he plays the quarterback position so much differently than Baker. I, I, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's not, not it's not fair. It's not fair. You no. do the right things to make sure the balls aren't batted. It's not the batted balls with the, the height that I'm worried about. It's just the durability in the NFL. And it's not that he's done anything in college to give me durability concerns. It's just a different game. It is. And, and- like I said, if it comes down to and Bryce is the quarterback, I will be happy. That is their guy. They had conviction in him. Um, they got their guy. I will be too. And 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 I know none of that sounds like it, but I will be a little disappointed that it's not CJ. But I'll be convinced that sh- that that they saw something in Bryce and that they can protect him because we've got a good offensive line. They're going to put the weapons around him. But um, I, I wouldn't let tomorrow's pro day sway you in any way, shape, or form. Anything that comes out, this is all smoke. Um, but it's I, I do think after this one, you, you can kind of watch in more just as a show with the next two guys. It's not really um, those those two guys are not in conversation at number one. And and there's going to be stuff after the Anthony Richardson uh, day on Monday. It's just that's what's, what's going to happen, and people be like, "Oh, with his size, or he did this and that, or he threw the ball eighty-five yards." Trust me, it's coming, just like he did at the at the combine. But I, I don't think that they are seriously considering anybody outside of Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. You're just not moving up for that guy if it's not one of those guys. But like you said, Wes, don't don't get you know swayed um, in one direction tomorrow. It's not going to do anything. Bryce is going to do what he did at Alabama. He's going to put up some good film. Like I said, these are scripted plays, scripted routes. Um, same thing with CJ. Don't take anything away from the day. Uh, yeah, it's cool the, the entertainment purposes and to see the staff joking with him and talking to him. That stuff's awesome. Like because you you picture that happening here in Carolina and wearing a Panthers jersey. It's we won't know anything probably for another thirty five days. Is what I'll say. You won't know anything until the, the week of the draft, and hell, we might not know anything until a couple hours before the draft. That's just what I'm expecting, and, and either way it goes, hell, I'll be happy. I just can't wait till like 8.15 on April 27th when the Panthers post a video from the locker room of some equipment boy just scraping seven right off of Shaq's locker. He's <laughs> <laughs> going back to his old number. <laughs> Oh gosh! Now I, I I can't get the vision of Shaq just having to hand over his jersey to CJ Stroud out of my head. I can't. No, it's, it won't. CJ, I'll have to go go dive in and see what other numbers CJ's ever wore throughout his career because I don't see Shaq Shaq parting with that. 
unless CJ makes a hell of an offer, maybe he compensates some of that, so that money he he lost, like you said. Oh, but yeah. So after the Alabama, we've got the other two. I don't really have much to say about them. Like I said, I don't. I don't think that they move the needle much for me. I don't think they move the needle much for the staff at that point. It's just some showboating and some some nice dinners. Yeah, like I said, I think they're going to Kentucky to enjoy, enjoy some bourbon. Um, Tepper might take them out on the racetrack. Who knows what's going on? Florida, yeah, probably be a little bit more interesting. Uh, but hell, still not a, not a terrible few days. I mean, went from Ohio to uh, Alabama to Florida, back up to Kentucky, and then you're at the house. Yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting to see it all unfold. Um, Will Levis is not going to be a Carolina Panther. Let's that's <laughs> that's one thing. The Dukes commercials are not happening. That's no. the, the Will Levis Dukes commercials that you all thought were just a match made in heaven. He's not doing the Jake DeLone Bojangles commercial out here with with Adam Thielen or Terrace Marshall. It's not happening. <laughs> we're not running those back. He's not. He's not coming back in here. He's not Jake DeLone. Stop. We're not. He's not showing off his cannon here in North Carolina. F one fifty Twitter is just kicking air. Sorry right to disappoint you. <laughs> I just can't. I can't wait till it, whether it's CJ or Bryce. I can't wait for whatever they're going to come up with um, to for their reason to hate him. Oh, I'm sure they'll find something, Wes. They always do. Cam Newton threw yesterday at Offerage Pro Day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started there. I got oh. some shit to say there. But, um, man, I hope. Honestly, I hope his ass stays out of football because I don't want him to give people to talk him to give people to talk anything to talk about anymore. Just like go enjoy your, go enjoy your life, Cam. Go enjoy it. You you deserve it. The man, he's trying to enjoy what he loves, and people just they can't let that happen. I don't know what he did to rub people the wrong way. I guess the dabbing and the celebrating and the smiling and giving back in the community. It's, I guess that's how just, it's how he it's how he dresses, Matt. He, I, it's he how he dresses. Hats. And his he looks like a grandma when he wears a ascot and a hat, Matt. Well, guess what? <laughs> that grandma won an NFL MVP. It's the best damn player in franchise history. You put some respect on his fucking name. <laughs> well, the guy with the, the white Oakleys in his profile picture tells me how bad of a person he is. Probably talks about how big his truck is, too. <laughs> and he's playing the Morgan Wallen album on, on repeat for the last two weeks. He's got to memorize every single lyric. Yeah, that's what's going on. Go ahead and tell me about that, Jim. Oh, God. This is going off the rails. Yeah, let's wrap this up. <laughs> about an hour. This is a uh, mild one in comparison. Um, appreciate you guys tuning it- in. If you've made it this far, you you know that the last five to ten minutes uh, typically go like this. Um, so we had the listener question we answered. Um, every week we're going to try and do at least one listener question. Um, if so, we'll, we'll start trying to throw out a tweet out on at 704cast. Go, go check it out. Send some replies with some questions you have for us um, or just any bullshit topics you want us to riff about at the end of the show. Pretty much, you know, we just kind of go off the rails here at the end anyways and just kind of bullshit. We do better with structure, I think, like everybody. Once we get outside of that, all bets are off. Uh, appreciate you guys listening while you're here, while you got it up. Go ahead and subscribe to us. We appreciate that wherever you get your podcasts at. Uh, leave us a five-star rating. We do appreciate that. And, hey, just keep listening. Um, we'll be back here 
all the way up to the draft when the Panthers select their future quarterback. Later. See y'all.